Welcome, <laughs> welcome to the wonderful world of Howley Sees It. I'm the woman of power, the very self-aware woman of the hour, Age Lee. And today we are going to talk one of my newest revelations in the season and journey and chapter of let's get our shit together women because let's stop talking about men and focus on what we need to do so in today's sermon <laughs> ladies today's sermon and the reason why i'm gonna make these episodes are for my ladies they are there for my ladies because i have to spread the word it's a cold, hard, self-revelation. Like, the reason why I'm talking like this is because I've had a really long, draining, emotionally day. Emotionally draining day today, guys. Because I'm just realizing so many things about myself. When did I make that episode about my friend that I met? Yeah, because I mean, oh, like five days ago, right? It's been five days of intense self-evaluation, intense self-reflection, intense noticing everything about men and women and myself especially, right? It's been a little emotional for me because I told y'all like in my book who we are versus who we think we are. It's some mind-boggling, mind-blowing shit, okay? Um, and I'm having, um, oh, I'm having one of those moments. When you finally start facing who you are versus who you think you are, baby, you start realizing you're a lot more sensitive than you think you are. You can be a lot more annoying than you think you are. You're... You can be a lot less understanding than you thought you were. And I love this podcast because what did I tell y'all? This is Mama Weisha Diaries where I just release these things into the universe. And when I release my lessons into the universe, I feel like I'm on the journey to getting it right. And when I share the information with other women, I feel like we can all be on the journey to getting it right together because y'all know y'all hear shit I be saying and be like, oh, true. So, whew, it's a lot. It's deep because when you really start tapping into yourself, it's a lot. And I don't even seek therapy yet. Imagine when I start going to therapy. This is this is why I love myself, though, because I like how much I self-educate I'm so thirsty about it. I've been so talkative this last week. I think my mouth hurts. But the many different people that I've been talking to, men and women, my friends, my friends that I like to talk about shit, we could talk. One of my friends I told y'all about in the other episode, we can talk all day long about how we act, why we act that way. And I'm going to start. This is why this episode is about what it's about, because... Just when I thought I was tripping, I got to see another example of another woman doing the same thing. And then as women who are learning and growing together, which I really loved, I think this was my favorite part. 
as women who are learning and growing together, we realized it and had a real eureka moment. A real eureka moment of, wow, it is us. It is us. We have too many examples as to how we are the problem. And so at this point, there's no way around it, okay? And when the faster we realize that, the faster we can change and the faster we can work on the things we've been conditioned on doing for so long. We haven't been in the right situations, yada, yada, yada. We know that, okay? We know all of the details. But right now, because we're manifesting and welcoming good situations, we forget the past. I don't care about what happened yesterday, last week, last month. Today I feel good. Today I feel grown. Today I feel proud of myself and how self-aware I am. Like, I have come a long way and still have a lot of work to do. But I choose to be proud of myself for how bad I want to change. And I choose to be even more proud of myself because it's never been for a man. When I really started my journey of self-discovery with my fitness and my mental health and all and my finances, which are my top three important things in my life, that's all I care about, my top three priorities. Um, when I started my journey, it was never about a man. It was actually when I got out of a, a relationship and got away from a man so I could learn who I am. And in that time, oh, I started out real rocky. I'm just thinking back right now. Started out like Rocky Balboa, okay? And that first summer out was a hot mess. Just thinking back. And that second summer out was a lot more clarity and a lot less calamity. And I see, that was last time, and I see myself just, I see the stages as I just continue to do certain things and move certain ways. And in these last couple of months and in these last couple of weeks, and especially in these last couple of days, this is the beginning of the rest of my life, these last couple of days, I'm telling you right now. I mean, I feel like you can even hear the difference in the podcast itself. Of how much I'm taking away. And all of these lessons are going to come right back here. Y'all going to hear them. Oh, so I've been doing a lot of breathing lately. Like, just breathe. Because when you breathe, you can think. You can process your feelings. Because feelings, your emotions literally carry weight inside of your body. They, 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 they hold a place physically in your body I can feel where my feelings are in my chest my anxiety so said that to say as women we realize that the number one thing that we get wrong that we have to tune into as soon as possible today right now is how men communicate. And that's on a lot of different levels. When they feel sad, I watch a lot of black love. 
at first it's so sad that I was so annoyed with men that I'm like, I don't, I don't even want to watch Black Love. And that's the problem. When you don't even watch the things that you say that you want and you watch Love and Hip Hop instead, even though I wasn't watching Love and Hip Hop, but it's just an example, you're going to get Love and Hip Hop in your life instead of Black Love in your life. So I started watching it again. And it's been so beautiful. It's like therapy as well. Um, I forgot what I was saying, but that's okay. The point of the matter is, is that today's lesson is that we have to learn how men communicate. Oh, yeah, that was the point of black love is that black love, you can see the example. And men are up there like, listen, I feel weak when I tell my wife you hurt my feelings. You know, these are things that men that we come and go and pass by and form relationships and whatever with don't really express. So that's why a lot of people don't have this information. I was fortunate to run into somebody that slapped me upside the head with a new way of thinking and a new perspective in the right delivery for me to like, okay, maybe I could give this some thought. And then it just has uncovered so many different layers of things and me just understanding women better. And the, and it's a little weird. We a little off. We are, some of us a little off. And no, 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 a lot of us. I'm talking about some of us, like if I wasn't in a group, girl, we all off. <laughs> Look at the delusions of women. Don't even want to sit in it. We are all off, and we have some things that we need some reprogramming on. That's just the bottom line, and it doesn't have anything to do with a man, getting a man. But maybe getting a man, though, because if you want a man, then these things we have to reprogram are necessary. But my journey is more so about the person that I want to be, and it's been translating so well. I'm just so happy. I feel open-minded and mature has been bringing good people into my life and I've been tested with I've been tested so far fast too and that's why today was kind of emotional because although I'm gaining all this information I'm still myself so it's just so crazy it's just so crazy that in hindsight when certain things happen and certain people say certain things it's not a lie, especially men. It's not a lie. It's true. And I was challenged with the fact that okay, wait, let me go back before I even go there. Let's start with the fact that Women, we have to understand what how men communicate, right? All right, ladies, so little things like a man take too long to text us back. We looking like, what are you doing? A real man that really has things going for himself really is doing something. And his day is long as hell, and it's starting early in the morning. And selfish, we're selfish. 
You think the last thing, just like we, the last thing we want to hear is certain things after we work hard all day. You don't want to hear nobody complaining. I don't even think men want to hear women complaining about why you didn't hit me up after they done had this day, that day, that day, that day. Now listen, when you dealing with somebody that's not doing anything, then okay, but we shouldn't be dealing with anybody that's not doing anything. So right now, I'm not even going to keep going back and forth and saying that. Right now, we're talking about men of substance, right? When you're dealing with a man of substance and he has a lot going on and he's busy doing this, busy doing that, and he's really legit busy, right? Why in our minds do we get to decide that something is wrong? Hmm. You know why? Because naturally, because we're able to multitask and still communicate and still do this and still do that. And if we like somebody, we know that. We gonna prioritize making sure we speak to them just because we talk too damn much in the first place. Um, we expect that from men. And let's just start with the fact that we already know that expectancy is selfish. I have to remind myself that literally every day. Because I though although I know that and although I don't want people to be expecting of me, naturally I can still be that way. And I've been so mindful of it. That's why I don't uh projected onto others my any expectancy that may go through my mind but I don't even want it to go through my mind I don't even want it to be there that's real change but the first step of change is not being expecting towards people like acting that way towards them you know even if you don't say it sometimes it could come off subtly so I'm just making sure I'm working on that as well so he don't text you all day, he don't call you all day. Me and my friend, we talking. And we just realized, like, we got to stop. Because it's that's the self-sabotage. My friend was like, yeah, because I be in my head thinking, like, yep, he's already sick of me. Like, why? What is wrong with us? And that lets it be known that it is something wrong with us. That maybe there are other issues in your life that childhood trauma ptsd different things that make you feel like that because for somebody to say oh yeah he's sick of me already then yeah something happened that make you feel like somebody would be sick of you you know whole time the man just working and tired and he actually miss you but you don't know that because we we need reassurance as women just the same thing men need things we need to feel a certain kind of way and then i think maybe that could help ease it Especially because we don't just know half the stuff I'm getting ready to say. Okay? We don't just know. We know these things, but when it comes to relations and relationships, we don't just know that, oh my God, he's just busy, girl. And he's one-track minded. So once he's doing something, there is no... And maybe also, let's think about the fact that some of us are quality. So... Maybe your person just wants to wait till they have that time to give you the quality. And then you have to also think about, are you needy to the point where, how much much time do you need? Are you willing to wait? These are all questions I'm asking myself. And I'm going to say that my answer is yes. 
I'm also going to say that I am going, I am not even going to, but I am right now and have been in these past couple of days. And even today, I've just really just been putting myself to the test and I'm happy about it. I am actively going to work on being able to understand that concept a lot better. I'm going to communicate what I need to to feel like we're on the same page. But I see that that's a big thing. You know why? Because I saw three different examples, three different male friends of mine that they hold different places in my life. And the gist of it is, is that if I don't hear from them, because they're so special to me, I can't even imagine I couldn't even imagine because now that I get it, I can. So I'm walking in the I can. But before, I couldn't even imagine that anything else in the world could possibly be going on that you can't hit me up. Look at that expectancy. Because you're thinking about yourself and that's selfish. You don't even know what's going on. The person could be in a car accident at that exact moment and you mad at them because they didn't hit you up. Girl, go to hell. Period. That old me, go to hell. Any of us women that want to continue being this way, go to hell. Because we can't, we're not going to make it. (laughs) We're not going to make it here on earth with that mindset. That entitlement. It's not going to work. It's not going to work at all. And I see it right now. I see it. And it's like, you don't want to mess up something that's good. And I always said this is my biggest fear. I don't want to mess up something that's good because I think I'm ready and I'm not. Because I'm not practicing these concepts and shit. At this point, I'm trying them out on guys that I don't even really like like that. Let me try how I act naturally on you. It's not even a big deal. I don't even really care. But I'm like, "Mm mm-hmm, why you ain't hit me up yet? Uh Oh, no. What? Girl, no. Nobody wants to hear it. On top of the fact that I'm seeing how common it is that, all right, okay, this one person, I'll just hold time. No, this person really is playboy of the century. Always just on their own type of time, do what they want to do. And I take that as disrespect as a woman's point of view. Like, sometimes you really not even busy. You just don't feel like it. That's how I take it. And gaining clarity, it's been realized and talked about that, you know, the same thing that I'm saying. I'm really just running and doing this, that, third. I got to do that, that, to do. Yeah, and if there is a little bit extra curricular activity and I'm having fun and I still didn't hit you back, So what? Who the hell is you? And that's facts. (laughs) As women, so what? Who are we? That we think that we have to consume every spare free time of a man's life and day that we like. I think I got the game fucked up because the man that I was with was all up under my ass, right? But this is how I know that this is true. And this is how I know that this is something that I got to work for. Because if you say you want what you want, it come with a price. Everything come with a price. 
it sounds good to be like, I want this out of a man. I want that. A good communicator, a hard worker, a businessman. Oh, you keep... For the ladies that want a businessman and a hard worker, baby girls, y'all need to get on the line. Get on the call right now because if you want a businessman and a hard worker, baby girl, you got to chill. You're going to have to stay real busy. Make sure you get you some business and some hard work because... The phones ain't always jumping off the way that us as women need. Now, if you really find a good man, then hopefully he can understand because women are women and we're still going to need the things that we need the same way men need what they need. We need reassurance, communication, and respect. And as long as those three things are exercised, we have to make sure that we are allowing men to do what they got to do, handle their business without feeling like they in trouble and, oh, what you doing? And yeah, yeah, I get it. I fucking get it. And we also have to stop being so insecure, thinking there's something wrong with us because, you know, we are not being catered to with attention at the moment. Wah, wah, wah. That's some daddy issue shit, and I realized it. I can say it for myself. I feel like, and I'm going to talk to my dad about this just because I feel like it would be a good conversation to have. But where the hell did the concept come from that, you know, if I don't hear from you in a while, you don't like me. You're not feeling me. You're doing something wrong or whatever, whatever, whatever. For me, when my father, my mother and my father got divorced, I had to be less than seven We were still living in Atlanta. All of us lived in Atlanta together for like four years. And when they got divorced and it was over, over, I remember that day like it was yesterday when I was in the living room and my father called. Wow. You know what's so funny? And this is what I'm saying about, I'm about to cry, of course. Um, But you know what's so funny? Because this is what I was saying about how emotional this week has been for me. I've just been so reflective that, Shit be coming out the woodworks for me these days. And the more I talk and communicate with my peers, my female friends, my male friends, I'm learning so much more about myself and the things that I don't, that I have covered up with aggression and assertion. I'm crying right now while I'm talking, but. It feels good. I'm not sad, you know? I'm just realizing things. So, okay. I'm ready. When my mother and my father broke up, not broke up, got divorced. And it was over for real. They separated and they lived in different places. Oh, the reason why I'm tearing up is because my father always asks me, you know, is there anything that you could think of that may bother you still, this, that, or that? And I'd be like, no, like, we're good. We are good, daddy. Nothing is wrong. I'm good. Because we have, we talk about a lot of things. But sometimes when you suppress things, they don't come back up until something else might trigger it. And you don't realize what the trigger is until we do what I'm doing right now, talking. Talking about, look at how everything relates back. We're talking about how men communicate, right? In relation to the way women respond to the way men communicate. 
We're talking about the insecurities women then face when they think that a man is not communicating with them properly, thinking that something is wrong with them, right? And then we can relate that back to the fact that it's not even about the man that's communicating because he's probably working and busy in real life. It's really more so about the woman that's not healed about the things that she has went through in life. Mm. Bomb drop. Da -da -da -da. Hi, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. This is therapy, y'all. This is therapy. I'm good. So they were separated. So now I'm relating. Like, okay, so why do you think that? So now the only thing I could think back to, because if now every man that is telling me that when he's busy, genuinely busy, that is not because of me that he can't communicate or he's not communicating the way that I would like for him to, you know. I would like for him to not that he's communicating wrong he's only not communicating for the way that I would like for him to correct correct so when I'm telling three different men I'm getting the same vibe that you're really really just busy but you still into me it's just like okay it's you Bob <laughs> so Bob went to the drawing board built the drawing board and was like okay when in your life have you felt like if somebody did not communicate with you for a long time, when is the first time you felt like that? And that's something Yonda would say. That's what made me realize it. When is the first time you felt like that? And so my father asked me these things, like, if there's anything I think about, but now I can go back and have a conversation with him about it, and we can talk about it, and that's going to make me heal even more, and it's going to be done with. I'm already healing now because I'm aware of it, so I can be more mindful not to self-sabotage and cut the bullshit out already. But, and it's not even bullshit. It's just the little things that we do. Even if you make a little smart remark or something like that. Or whatever. Anyway, okay, cool. So, he called the house one day and we were living in the same complex now in georgia everything is big it's always complexes and stuff right we lived in a complex that had three different complexes inside the complex so we lived in one complex all of us moved into that one apartment together and then by the time they were not together anymore my father moved to another apartment in a different complex in the complex. So it seemed goddamn far when it was time to go to his house. I think that's the point I'm trying to make. When it was time to go to his house, I went from my father being in the house with me every day. Ooh, look at this therapy session. Because I never spoke about this. I went from my father being in the house with me every single day. From birth to a little under six or seven. To now, I got to truck it down a damn street with my book bag and all types of stuff. And it's not in the street. It's in the complex still. But it's at least two, three miles to get to where he, his apartment is in the complex. To go to his house after school. And it was just weird. He didn't have no apartment there. He didn't want to be there. He wanted to be at home with his damn family. Okay? He didn't have no furniture. There was not much going on in there. Okay? And me and my sister probably never spoke about it but we hated it we didn't want to be there we loved daddy but we didn't want to be there sitting on the floor doing our homework he was trying to make the best of it and still be in his daughter's lives but you know it was what it was 
Now, one day, he called. Yo, this is really traumatic. Wow, this is really something that I never... Because I'm crying again. And it was like 20 years ago. And I don't know if I answered the phone or if him and my mother was arguing, probably, and then she gave me the phone. Like, she probably knew what he was about to say or whatever. And probably said, listen, well, you tell them yourself then. Because we don't know nothing about this. We always been a family together, right? So, he called and said, he moving back to New York. And not only that, he was moving back to New York, but he was leaving in that moment. Like, he on his way right now. (sighs) And you know why I'm sad? Because I love my father so much. He's such a great guy, and it's going to make him sad when I tell him this. (laughs) It's going to make him sad that I'm bothered and affected by this in my life. It's going to make him sad, and I don't want him to be because I'm going to fix it, and I'm going to heal it, and I'm going to be okay, you know? But um, this is why I love this, because this is who I am. Like, I'm telling y'all right now, I already feel successful in life. I have my lip glosses, which is my passion. We selling confidence, making people look good, feel good. I'm wanting y'all to actually love it. I have this podcast, which is my diary, and the things that I learned, I can share. And then not only that, I can go back and listen. Let me tell y'all, go back and listen to my podcast. I was just listening to something the other day just to give myself some motivation and encouragement because you forget it. Yeah, I'm the one saying it, but you forget yourself sometimes. So I love this. I love, y'all know I love, I record everything, videos, but I love memories and to hear my voice and things of that nature. It makes me feel good. So I love all of this. This shit is success for me. Thank God that I'm making money off of it. And the end goal in five years, where do you see yourself is for this to be a million dollar podcast, one of the top podcasts in the world, because it's going to evolve in so many different ways. I can't wait. For my YouTube channel to be top five YouTubes because it's going to be the podcast and I'm going to start recording it soon. For my lip gloss to be a million dollar industry, million dollar company. And guess what? I'm going to listen back to this podcast of me crying and all this stuff and all me, all of my manifestations. And it's just going to be so beautiful. So I'm hopeful for the future for that alone. But I'm going to say and declare to the universe how proud I am of my personal success. This is success. This is what it looks like. I have, I'm laying in my big ass king size bed right now, relaxing, doing what I love and making the dollars while I'm doing it. And I appreciate everybody that listens to me and um, accepts and honors my vulnerability. This is difficult for me. Uh, it's hard for me being vulnerable, but you know why it's easy? It's easy for me to be vulnerable when it's just me looking at my phone talking, right? 
I know other people are going to hear this, but I don't care. It's harder for me to be vulnerable in front of people. Doing all of this, and this is why I love it. Because it's my own personal time where I can really just be real and say the real, real, real tea to myself, right? It's like talking to yourself, but I'm not, but I am. That's big facts. Um. Okay, so... Whew, let's get back focus. Let's get back focus. Point is, I said that to say that this is what success looks like to me already. And then the money is just going to come with it. But we already good. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I'm happy. Not starving. Not paychecking to paychecking. Not struggling in any kind of way. So the money just going to grow to millions. I don't want to see thousands no more. I need hundreds of thousands and hundreds of millions. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So that's the manifestation. We just, and like my father says, how long are you willing to wait? I'm willing to wait for as long as I'm supposed to wait. And I'm going to keep making podcasts. And I'm going to keep making lip gloss. And I'm going to keep doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Thank you, Lord. So, all right. Whew. Let's get back to the shit. Let's get back to the shit. And I, I, I was going to name this episode How Men Communicate. But um, I don't know what the title is going to be after this. So, uh, he called. Now I could get through it without crying because I let it out for the first time in over, what, 20 years? I cried that day. And I don't think I cried about it again after that. I cried in that moment. Like, what? He leaving? And I think I was on the phone like, why? What the hell? I ain't say what the hell, obviously, but I know that I was rocked. My father, that was the first time my father was ripped away from me. And that was the beginning of our relationship spiraling. And from that point on to maybe, I want to say, 17. From 7 to 17, that relationship went downhill from that moment of him saying, I'm on my way to New York. I just can't. You know what I'm saying? From that moment of me hearing, forget what he said, of me hearing that my father is leaving me. And he's not coming back. We continued to live in Atlanta for a while after that. I didn't see my father for a long time. After being with him every single day of my little life for six to seven years. That was traumatic and I never even realized it. Ooh. So that I realized that I connect that back to where I get that if I don't hear from somebody in a long time. Oh, so let's continue the story. We came back to New York and things just went downhill. We was not hearing from him. You, let me tell you something about when you grow up with your father in your house and you used to him coming home every night and he loved you and he knew his baby. Not hearing from your father every night anymore. That shit ain't the same. And I think as kids, this is it. We go through things. I can't, I'm going to call my sister after this so I can tell her this. And see how she feels about this. This is something that may have affected her. But as kids, nobody asks you. Nobody asks me, are you okay? You miss your dad? What do you want me to do? You know, I don't remember when it happened. Afterwards, of course, my mother was like, I need to call your father. And when we, after we started getting older to try to repair it. 
But I'm talking about in those crucial moments, in that first week, and even the year after that, was it worked through how we felt and how our lives changed after our father left? No, hell no. It's going to be worked through right now, though. So now I'm going to just continue to tell him what happened with my life so that I could try to finish piecing it together. But um, my father was there in New York, and we really didn't hear from him like that. So we stayed in Atlanta for a little while longer. My mother was struggling, and we ended up coming back to New York. We lived with my grandparents. I mean, we lived with my grandmother. That got rocky. Life just really started getting really real for me since then. You know what I'm saying? I'm not even going to go into all of that. We could make that a whole different podcast episode because I know that that has a lot to do with how and why I am the way that I am too. When we came back to New York, shit got true. But that's a crying session for another day, and I ain't crying about that shit. Um, but uh, we came back, things happened, and still our relationship with our father did not rekindle. We lived with my grandmother. We started living in other places. And my father ain't never come back. Not that for them to be together, but I mean for him to be an active father in my life. He may have made certain attempts here, little attempts there. But I understand. And then maybe this is why I go so hard about being a mother because I understand how hard it is. My mother struggled. And when she made things happen, she's a superwoman. I be I was super proud of her because I'm like, how? It's two of us to feed everything. And she was getting it done. And it was a lot of times that it was being done alone. And it was a lot of times that as we were growing up, things needed to get done. And if my father was there to help financially and and physically, mentally, not popping in and out when certain things happen and then popping back out and not, or maybe he and me and him, we, we definitely got clarity on a lot of things. We definitely got clarity on a lot of things. That's why I feel healed from it. But I still think that we talking about why I feel like when I don't hear from somebody in a long time that they aren't connected to me and that they don't feel the same way about me. And that is a daddy issue. I thought I didn't have any. And look at the discovery of a lifetime. Whole time I thought I ain't had daddy issues, mom. I, me and my father good now, so that's why I was like, nah, I don't. But that is a daddy issue because that's where that started. When I don't speak, when I didn't speak to my father and wasn't connected to him, I felt like he didn't love me anymore. I really did. I felt like he didn't care about us anymore. I felt like because my mother didn't want to be with him anymore, he didn't want to be with us anymore. And so I relate, I will relate all of that back. And now that it's aware of it, I can let that go. And as long as I can get the communication that I need and the reassurance that I need, and I don't mean all the time, I just need it one time. Like, listen... I'm here for you. I might got a lot of shit going on, but it's you. It's you. It's your soul. It's your spirit. It's your touch. It's your kiss. It's your words of affirmation. It's your comfort. It's not even about sex. It's your presence. 
you ain't got to worry about all that. And it's not even nothing to worry about. Because I don't be worried about it being another woman. I'm worried about the connection being lost. I'm not, I, honestly, I already told y'all, I'm unconventional with my thinking these days. With dating and all that. I, I ain't got time to be worried about what he doing with another girl. I'm worried about, especially when you find a real good connection and a real mentally stimulating and elevating connection. I ain't worried about another woman. I'm worried about, dang, are we going, maybe can we do something one day? That's for real and really build because you got the mindset that I got. I know we young right now, so I'm not trying to lock nobody down. But it's more so about the bond and the understanding. So this episode is about how women got to do better because if you if we don't get past that part, then you're not even going to build the bond or the understanding with the young fella because you already have all these stories in your head about what's what and what's what's what. And I got to get some clarity today on shit. Some shit that was really true. Like, if you was put to the test, would you pass? I know you hear me, and I know you listening, and I know that you are teachable. And I know that you are not being combative about it, but say in real time right now, would you be able to pass? And I want to be able to say yes. So before I'm pressing anybody about anything, a bitch about to get real quiet and real meditate because it's absolutely correct. And then I was happy that this is why I like being young right now and dating because dating is not about having sex with everybody that y'all be around, nasty asses. In my dating right now, I noticed some things. And I've tested it on somebody that I don't really like like that. And the one that I really do like like that, I'm glad that I tested it on the one I don't like like that because that wouldn't have worked. And and, and, and it would have proved the damn point. (laughs) It would have proved the goddamn point. And I, I don't need that. I don't need that. I'm trying to, I'm in a space where I feel like a person is so worthy of me Doing the work within myself for me, for me to prove to them that I don't have to be that way. Because that's how everybody win. I win by, it ain't really about him because that if it, say you got married and stayed with somebody, if it ain't work out, I still have those same tools. You know what I'm saying? Say I had, you know, the point is, is that the tools are for me to learn and hold on to for life, to use forever. Not for one man, not for one person. Oh, I ain't doing it just to keep this. No, no. And then the next man you get, you going to go back to the toxic and back to the stupid stuff that you used to be doing. And you going to go back to them low quality men and them low quality experiences. Ooh, that was good. I love this place. I love this place. So that was what I really, dang, this, that was long, 43 minutes. Wow. Um... I love this place because when me and my friend and I realized that today, we like, all right, now we're going to help each other focus on not doing it. Once you realize something about yourself, you can be more mindful every single day. And I'm obsessed. Once I realize something about myself, I become obsessed with it. In my journey of changing, I have become obsessed with the things that I want to change. So I talk about it all the time. Like, oh, no, you were doing it again. 
I, I got tested with still speaking aggressively to a man when I'm upset. And that person was like, this is what you don't, you not going to be talking to me like that. And I, oh, you're absolutely right. Because no matter what is being done to me, anybody that I really genuinely love, especially a man, I ain't, I don't need to go there with them. That's not about them. That's about me and the person and the character that I want to be and want to have. That was a lesson check mark. I got tested with becoming impatient and selfish and having expectations. I may not have displayed it to one person, but I displayed it to another person that I don't really even care about displaying it to, but I'm glad that I did so I see that that's a thing. And then it helped me have a conversation with them that, wow, yo, this is something that I'm trying to learn and I'm learning that women do to be more mindful of. And, yo, the response that I got back from that person was just so sweet. Like, you know what? For now on, I'm going to be on top of it. Like, And then it made me be like, you know what? You don't even have to be because you don't. I'm just going to respect it. And if everybody came to the table with that mindset, I'm saying everybody could do the work. Women and men could make these things go easier. If men came to the table thinking and understanding that, listen, women are a little annoying. They want you to respond as fast as you can. And, you know, and not even if as fast as you can, but when you do respond, got something sweet to say, that you miss her, you love her, you thinking about her, whatever the case. And whenever she finally gets to see you, it's going to be a great time. If we got that one good time, blat out. And if women came to the table with, child, that man is working hard. He trying to get his, get in shape. He trying to work, be a businessman. He might got children. But he's quality. He's not on fufu outside. He's not a scammer. He really ha- he could have a pension. He has things going for himself. You got to relax and let that man do what he's doing. And if everybody came to the table that way, then it would mesh together because everybody's fulfilling the other person's need. The woman is not going to feel like he's not communicating enough because he's going to already have communicated and she's going to be good till the next time that he does communicate while he's busy doing everything he got to do. And then I think it's important for us to talk about what does that look like? How often does communication look like? Is that every day? Is that every other day? Are we thinking about how many days it is? Are we just... When we think about each other, we do it. I mean, you know, I feel like those are important conversations to have on communication. And I think this was a beautiful episode of Evolution. I love myself. I love y'all. I was talking to somebody today and I talk to so many people. It's just like, I just want to just take this moment. And I say it all the time, but I'm not going to get sensitive and hopefully I'm not going to cry. But I just want to say how much I love and appreciate, especially all the women, because it's usually women who tell me these things, how much they love and appreciate me and how grateful and thankful they are for me. I'm grateful and thankful for y'all because, yeah, I got a lot of things that I need to fix in myself when it comes to being a wife and a mother and a woman to a man. But as a person, let me tell you something. I am going to cry because... As a person, I'm proud of myself because I've come a long way. I haven't always been the nicest with the nicest things to say. 
out of my own bullshit. I haven't always been the smartest in decision making. I haven't always been the wisest in advice giving. But let me tell you something about 2020 and quarantine. I really, I could put a date on my evolution. I could put a date on when I really started feeling like, yo, you really somebody. You really some shit to be fucked with. Because you a good person. You're funny. You like to make people laugh. You enjoy making people feel better. You like to motivate. You like to encourage. And you like to inspire. While you do all of those things for yourself. And now you're in a place where you're finally using... And I've always been those things, but I didn't always use who I am in the right way, especially throughout high school. Um, But I didn't always use it in the right way. And it makes me proud that before I even hit 30, I feel like I still got things to work on. And I know that by the time I get there, I'm going to be fully sculpted mentally, physically and financially. Because I'm doing the hard work right now. You know what I'm saying? I still got three years. Still got three years of work to do. But I'm doing the hard work right now. But what touches me is other people that notice. I don't do anything to be noticed. But the fact that, like I tell you, I don't know who listens to the podcast. I just put it out there. And whoever listens, listens. But when people tell me, like, oh, yeah, I was listening to the podcast, I'll be like, what? You was? I'll be shocked and appalled. I'll be so humble about that. I really, I promise you, anybody that tells me that they listen to my podcast is like, because I did, I remember not knowing what to do. I remember being scared to do it. I remember being a little too judgmental on myself about it. I remember... All of the things that stopped me from doing it until I did it. And then I remember how good I felt after I did it. And then I remember when nobody was really listening to it. And now I'm hearing how many people are listening to it. Like, okay. And now it just makes me feel good that it's more. It's going to just be more and more quality things to listen to as I begin and grow into a better quality person like I'm happy for all of us at this point because if you want to hear me and I actually am growing so the things that I say are going to start getting better wow I fucks with it tell a friend to tell a friend to put it on too then if that's the case but I love it I love it I love y'all and if there's anything y'all want me to talk about in specifics please let me know you know what I'm saying um when I start recording in person. I mean, when I start recording it uh, for the videos, guys, I have so many people that I want on and I have so many things that I want to discuss. I want to talk motherhood with mothers. I want to talk black men in America with different black men and different kinds that I know, gay, straight. If we can find a bisexual out there, somebody bring them on into the panel. I want to talk I'm on a panel with women and men. This is all going to be in my living room, y'all. The set of Holly Seas is going to be in my living room. It's going to be so fire. It's not even funny. Um, But uh, men, women, I want everybody on the panel so we can understand how women and men think. Um, I want to talk abuse, mental, physical, verbal, and 
one thing about me is that, listen, for all the people that know me, and if you don't know me and you want to be on it, this podcast is about transparency so that we can all help each other learn and grow because without it, it's nothing. I don't care about the fake shit, the glitz, the glamour, the material things, nothing. I care about what's the worst thing that happens to you in your life because it could be close to what happened to me. Worse or better. You know what I'm saying? Let's all be relatable. We all have things to tell. And it's only your insecurity that has you embarrassed about talking about it. That's why I will talk about anything on here. Before, I used to be like, all right, I'm not going to do this. As long as I'm staying respectful to the people involved, not mentioning any names and being just discreet in certain ways, my story is my damn story. My journey is my journey. So, that's it, Chafe. And, um... If I bring you on the show, that's all I want and that's all I need because you will be getting called out if I feel like that's not the real tea, Chafe. So don't come on here. That's just a full disclosure and I will have that conversation with everybody because who knows what I might ask. Some things I really want to know and I'm learning now in this life, it is important to ask questions. My little friend really reminded me of that. Like, Keep asking why, 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 why. Until we get to the bottom of understanding things. That's how I got to the bottom today. Why do women feel like such and such and such? And why? And I'm not the only woman that felt like that. Why did she feel like it was something wrong with her? And she got to figure out what happened in her life that made something made her. What was the first time you felt like something was wrong with you when somebody or a man did not communicate with you? I got to the bottom of mine. My daddy left. On the same day and told me when he was on the train. Full where going. So now maybe I have a little abandonment issues that I never wanted to even claim. And because I probably didn't want to claim them, it's why I never can address it properly. And it comes off as, mm-mm, because it is that and dirt. No, bitch. You got a little bit of abandonment issue when your daddy left. Now when somebody's away from you for too long, you feel like they don't love you the same way. So we working on that. But you know what I love about myself is that the man that I deserve and the man that deserves me, because I still have so very much to offer. Even if he meets me before I totally finish my healing and building process, because building and healing and changing is going to be forever, honestly. I was watching Black Love the other day and 12-year married couple they're changing still. And the husband, when they first got together, he used to curse and now he doesn't curse anymore. And now it's difficult for the wife to just jump on board. Just because my man doing it don't mean I have to do it. She's still her own person. But the point is, is that the man, like what I saw with that man, he didn't get frustrated because he's growing at a faster pace than she is when it comes to cursing. It is frustrating to him, but did it say, did he leave her and say, you know what, I don't want to be with you no more because you won't stop. And you're still learning and growing in a different way than I am. But you are still learning and growing. The man that I deserve and that deserves me is going to work with me. And what he would do, he wouldn't abandon me. He's going to help me. He's going to teach me. He's going to be patient with me because that's what love is, right? Unconditional, patient, and kind. So it's not going to be because you are still working through this issue or because you may have that issue that I don't want it. My man is going to see and he's going to help heal it just with his love and his care. 
But the point is, is that we not waiting for that. Let's heal it first so that my man ain't got to heal it for his love and his care. But if he just so happened to me before that, if he's the right one, it will, the way that I'm really working in my life, if he sees that, then he would be inspired and proud and would want to be a part of that. So I feel good about that. And on that note, I am out of here because y'all be wilding with trying to get me to be spilling all the tea of my life and all that jazz. I love y'all so much. I really, really do. And I want you, the people that really know me and, you know, I want y'all to be more engaged. I wish there was like a way to chat on here. That's why I'm going to put it on YouTube. But either way, hit me up. Text me. Girl, I was listening to the podcast and this is that and that and that and that. And this is what I want to hear you talk about. Or oh, what do you think about this? Because, again, I'm in this such learning mode. I want to talk about everything so we could dig, dig, dig deep. I got things to talk about. I'm going to make an episode about weirdo-ass women when it comes to uh, um emotionally and stuff like that. Because we all know that, for the most part, women are emotional. So emotionally disconnected women, that's a... um. That's something that I want to talk about. And you know what? I I wish there would be some women that's brave enough to talk about why they might be emotionally disconnected. I'm going to ask some more of my friends if they feel like they're emotionally disconnected. I know my friends on this side of them being really in relationships and how they are with men and are they affectionate. So I'm getting ready to do a little poll to find out. Oh, I'm about to do that right now. Poll. Are you affectionate or not? And I only want women to answer. Yeah. Okay, guys. So we're going to be doing that soon. Um, I love y'all. We're going to be blessed. Stay positive. Keep working on ourselves. Pay attention to yourself and start being more self-aware so we can start changing faster. Thank you. Love y'all. Bye.